Hello, everybody! It is your boy Sham coming at you with yet another episode of The Boy and The Journey. <laughs> you already know what it is. Good morning, happy Wednesday. I hope that you guys are excited for another day, for another journey of the mind. I hope and expect you guys are coming from a place of gratitude this morning, as we say every single day. Look up at the sky. Look at all of the trees, look at the beautiful earth, sun shining, birds singing, and think to yourself, what in your life currently do you have that makes you happy, that makes you feel happy, makes you feel satisfied, fulfilled, that gives you joy, that who do you love, what do you love, and thank God that you still are able to enjoy it for at least one more day. Also, be happy for the fact that you're here, you're present, you're in the moment, prepared to improve yourself and ready to take action. Because today, guys, I have Earl Nightingale on the show and he's going to be talking about the self-image. Yes, Earl Nightingale, the Dane, the King. Okay, if I highly recommend, if you guys have never heard The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale, it's about 30 minutes long, I highly recommend you listen to it. It's phenomenal. And today... Earl is going to have you guys go deep into yourselves, dive deeper into what self-image is and why it's so important that we control how we see ourselves. So I want to say thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Boy and the Journey where we handle all things motivation and inspiration Monday through Friday. It is hump day, but let's not take it easy. Today, guys, let's get you guys thinking on a deeper level about yourselves, about who you are, what you're capable of, and who you want to become. Here's Earl. For some time now, I've been interested in a discovery about human behavior called self-image psychology. You may already be familiar with the self-image idea. This is the principle that each of us is controlled by his mental picture of himself. If you thought much about it, I'm sure you agree that a good self-image is vital to our happiness and to the achievement of our goals in life. But if you aren't yet familiar with this new idea, let me introduce it by quoting my old friend Dr. Maxwell Maltz, who said, The most important psychological discovery of this century is the discovery of the self-image. Our self-image is our own conception of the sort of person I am. Each of us builds a self-image out of his beliefs about himself. It's unconsciously formed from past experiences, our successes and failures, our humiliations and triumphs. It determines the way we interpret other people's reactions to us. In short, this mental picture we have of ourselves turns out to be a kind of life-governing device. Now, that's the most significant part of the whole self-image principle, that our mental picture determines our interpretation of everything that goes on about us, our reactions to life and other people, our feelings, thoughts, actions, even our abilities. We are the person we believe ourselves to be, if we're anywhere near normal, and we're consistently that person in everything. Now, it's interesting, isn't it? It's exciting, too, when we realize that our self-image can be changed. If, for one reason or another, we've developed an image that's too limited to permit our achieving maximum results in life, that image can be enlarged, improved. There's one point to keep in mind here, though. We can't outgrow the limits we impose on ourselves. Our thoughts, habits, even our abilities must be those of the person we believe ourselves to be. We can set new limits in place of old ones. But we can't surpass the limits of our current self-image. 
There's a story about a Wisconsin farmer who was walking through his fields one day when he stumbled over a little glass jug in his pumpkin patch. Out of curiosity, he poked a young pumpkin through the neck of the jug, being careful not to break the vine. Then he placed his little experiment back on the ground and walked away. When harvest time came, the farmer was working his way down a row of big ripe pumpkins when he again came upon the glass jug. But this time it looked different. Picking it up, he discovered that the young pumpkin he had poked inside now completely filled its glass prison. Having no more room, it had stopped growing. The farmer broke the jug and held in his hand a runt pumpkin, less than half the size of all the other pumpkins, and exactly the shape of the jug. Well, people aren't pumpkins, but our self-image is something like that jug. It determines the size and kind of person we become. The similarity ends with the fact that we can remove our self-imposed limitations by enlarging our self-image. We form a mental picture of ourselves through experience, and we can change that picture the same way, through experience. If the actual experience we need is not available to us, we can, according to self-image psychology, create that experience synthetically. Now, scientists agree that the human nervous system is incapable of distinguishing between actual experience and the same experience imagined vividly in incomplete detail. Worry is a good example of this synthetic experience. When a person worries about something, he projects himself mentally, emotionally, even physically into a situation that hasn't even occurred. The man who worries intensely about, well, say, failure, finds himself experiencing the same reactions that accompany actual failure, feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, and humiliation, and eventually headaches and an upset stomach. As far as his mind and body are concerned, he has failed. And if he worries about it long enough, if he concentrates on failure intensely enough, he will upset himself to the extent that he will fail, and he'll get sick. Now, everything can be used in either of two ways, positively or negatively, constructively or destructively. Worry is the negative use of creative imagination. It's a negative synthetic experience. But most people apparently never realize that positive results, just as real as the negative results of worry, can be achieved through using our imagination constructively. Our minds are complex and marvelous, but like electronic computers, they can only act on the data we feed them. The man who worries about failure is unwittingly defeating himself. He's feeding his mind the wrong data. If he spent the same amount of time visualizing success as he spends thinking about failure, he could reverse the process of synthetic experience. Instead of anxiety, he could develop confidence, self-assurance, poise, and a feeling of well-being would replace apprehension. By concentrating on the success he desires, by synthetically experiencing that success, he can expand his self-image into that of a person for whom success is normal, expected. Why not practice holding the self-image of the person you most want to become? This is the person you can become. If you feel you'd like to enlarge your self-image, then I'd like to invite you to join me in some image building. During the next few weeks, listen to this message at least once a day. This way, you firmly implant in your mind the concept of the self-image. Use your spare moments to concentrate on your goals and the greater success you seek. Analyze your past successes and formulate ways your success can be increased in the future. While on the way to work, between appointments, while waiting to see a client, these are all excellent times for directing your attention to positive, constructive thoughts. Put more into the positive use of your imagination than you ever put into its negative use, worry. You're merely reversing the same creative process. Now it's working for you instead of against you. 
Since the mind works best when we feed it only one set of instructions, do not worry if you can help it during the course of this exercise. Your creative imagination can enlarge your self-image appreciably in just three weeks, and it will if you just let it. Nobody pokes us into glass prisons beyond which we can't grow, but all too often, almost unknowingly, we set unnecessary limits for ourselves by holding a self-image that's restricted, inadequate for the full realization of our potentialities. Each of us is, at this moment, the product of all his thoughts and experiences and environment up to this point. Through thought, we can control to an almost unbelievable degree both our experience and our environment from here on. Whether or not we choose to direct our own course through life is entirely up to us. The important thing is to know that it can be done. This is Earl Nightingale, and thank you. That was Earl Nightingale, the king himself of personal development. You guys can find more Earl Nightingale videos on YouTube. He has so many personal development videos. But I expect that you guys actually thoroughly enjoyed this clip because it's very easy to create images in your mind as he speaks, especially when he was going through the glass jar and the pumpkin story. I mean, that is so easy for us to imagine. And I'm sure as he was going through the story, a lot of you guys were imagining, like I was, the self-image and comparing that story with our self-image which he did afterwards because obviously we see that the pumpkin can only grow within the confines of that glass jar but it has the potential to grow much 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 larger than the glass jar but because it was within the confines it was blocked from its full potential and guys we can directly relate this to our self-images because we all have our own thoughts about what we are capable of and the type of person that we want to become and the type of person that we are. And because of those thoughts, because of that self-image that we've created for ourselves, that puts us within the confines of that self-image. As he says, you can never outperform your self-image. You'll never do better than your self-image allows you to do. So if you have a crappy self-image, one where you don't think you can do anything, where you don't think you're great at anything or you're not confident or you don't love yourself or whatever your self-image is if it's not in a great place then odds are you won't be in a great place when it comes to your goals and your dreams and fulfilling them to your life satisfaction overall now i love that he gives us the key to changing our self-image which is very similar to psycho-cybernetics and the sense where you have to use your imagination and visualization to feel how it would be to become that person in the future. And I love it because psychocybernetics and the creative mechanism that it, he mentions literally is all about how your imagination imprints your self-image. So if you imagine yourself as a billionaire, a millionaire, or somebody with a lot of confidence, somebody with a, a lot of love, somebody who is very compassionate. And you feel what it would be like to be in those compassionate situations, those millionaire situations, living day to day like that person you want, want to become. 
then eventually you will become and start to change into that person because our servo mechanisms, our creative mechanisms, our subconscious minds cannot tell the difference between real stimulation and imagined stimulus. It's crazy. It's so unique. It's so interesting to think about. I could talk about this forever, but I love how Earl Nightingale covers it all. And he even goes into the fact that it's amazing as human beings that we have the ability to change that self-image. So if you don't like the way your life is going, if you don't like the person that you are currently, if you don't like who you're becoming, if you don't see yourself having a great life in the future, then odds are it's because of the way you see yourself. It's the self-image that you have currently. So I wanted to hit this clip and bring it to you guys on this Wednesday, on this hump day, so that way you guys can use today to think about your self-image and how you think about your self-image. How do you see yourself? What kind of person do you see yourself as 5, 10, 15 years from now? Who do you want to be? Who are you? I want to say thank you so much for tuning into another episode of The Boy in the Journey where we handle all things motivation and inspiration. I love you guys for listening. Share the podcast with friends and family members. Help them get inspired and motivated to accomplish and reach their full potential. And please leave a rating and a like on iTunes or Apple Podcasts as it helps get more listeners to the show. Man, I love you guys for tuning in. I love you guys. I hope you have a super fantastic day. I'm out. Peace.